Well, greetings, friends and family. Today is Sunday, May the 31st, and it is Pentecost Sunday. Today, going to be looking at a couple of different scriptures. So listen as I read first Acts chapter two, verses one through six. Secondly, Romans chapter eight, eight through 17. And then finally, John chapter 14, verses 15 and 16 and verses 23 through 26. All translations, the NIV. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, and when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. And then in Romans, Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. And then in the Gospel of John, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit and says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Let me pray. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be wholly pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The 50 days of Easter do not end with a whimper. Easter does not appear to go out quietly, according to the description in Acts. Easter comes to its fulfillment with noise like a strong driving wind. The noise fills the whole house where the disciples are gathered. The the sound causes others to gather to find out what is going on. It, It was a gathering from every nation. The diversity of those gathered seems to correspond to the uniqueness of the noise itself. There's drama here of, of, of the first order, but, but it is, the, is it the noise alone that is the drama? Is it not what happens to the noise that is the real drama? You see, the noise fills the house. It enters within the dwelling. The noise seeks to go inside, to enter where the community is gathered. But then we hear that along with sound, there's, there's fire in the shape of tongues. And what happens to the fire? The fire enters into each person, and suddenly those gathered are filled with the Holy Spirit. The noise like wind and the fire like tongues fill the dwelling and the people. The drama is that the wind and fire 
are God's power. It's God's power to dwell within. The wind and fire are God's dramatic entrance into the heart of the human community and person. Put simply, the, the Holy Spirit is God within. Now God fills all space, both without and within. And the key word of, in our story here is, is the verb fills. The wind fills, the Holy Spirit fills. On Pentecost, the Spirit comes as God dwelling within the human heart. And the noise of God's breath, is, as it were, fills each disciple and something changes. The noise of the wind becomes the speech of the disciples. Now their speech is such that they can speak and be understood in every human language. The Spirit breath of God is, is filling human language. He is purifying it, as it were. He transforms it so that instead of being a barrier between human beings, it becomes the bearer of a word about himself. God lives in people in such a way that they are they're newly connected to each other. Human language is a bond between us, but is often seen as experienced as more off-putting than bringing us together. But something new is happening here. Human language is now that place where, where God's Spirit lives. The Spirit lives within us as close and as much a part of us as our ability to speak and communicate with each other. Think about that. The loud noise that the disciples and the crowds hear may, may be God's last shout, last roar. And, and when it settles down, it, it is not something deafening. It's, it's not a noise that we want to shut out with our ears. When the noise of God settles down, it comes out in human speech that all can hear and understand. The single word of Jesus echoing over the hills of Galilee or, or in the courtyards of the temple is now found in, well, it's found in our voices, it's found in our words. God's word comes to live in us. We have been transformed into his messengers. We are conduits for God's word. God lives daringly. God lives, God lives in our human languages, in our everyday speech. If we think that God's dwelling within us and transforming our speech is, is, is a marvel, is, is a miraculous, then, then listen to what Paul is saying about the Spirit. Paul reminds us that the Spirit lives in our very bodies so powerful is this spirit that it can, make, it can make a dead body alive. If the spirit that transformed the body of Jesus is living in us, then our bodies too will be transformed. The Holy Spirit is, always, is on the side of and is always on the side of life. The Holy Spirit is life. It is the breath that God sends to raise up dead bodies. The Holy Spirit living within us is our connection to life that does not end. In fact, if God's Spirit fills us and is within our bodies, then, then death is somehow changed. The Pentecost Spirit alters the very direction and even the very goal of our bodies. The Pentecost Spirit is, is meant to transform the way we view our very own death. The Pentecost spirit has to bring a new way of approaching any threat of death that, that might still be in looming in the background of our lives. All moments and types of death can, be, can become moments when God's breath can enter and pull us to a new form 
of existence. And so if God's Holy Spirit can live in our human words and transform them, then God's Spirit can live in our bodies that will die and transform them into something that that lives forever. We can never again look upon our bodies. I can never look upon again my body and my speech with an attitude of carelessness or hopelessness. I am the I am the place this body, these words, this brain, this is the place where God dwells his holy spirit lives our human bodies are filled with god's spirit pentecost makes a loud noise in our ears so as to kind of disturb our thinking that thinking that needs disturbing is that our language is to be transformed to bear always a word a sound of good news and that our bodies too are not what what they look like on the surface our bodies are filled with god's spirit now, where that spirit is, that is where we truly are. Pentecost is the feast of God dwelling within us. His, his spirit fills our very minds, our hearts, our bodies. Pentecost is also the feast of God's dwelling in the space between us, between our human bodies, between stellar bodies, between ourselves and Christ, but ourselves and, and, and God the Father in heaven. It is all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is in our relationships with each other, with with Jesus, to God the Father. If we think the space between us is somehow empty or that, that it is antagonistic, then Pentecost says it is now filled with a gift. It is filled with a gift of a bond that binds gently and yet securely. The Holy Spirit is what holds us together. It is, it is found in our ability to keep our commitments. It is found in our obedience to each other. It is found in the love that, that we share between us. It is in the love and the fidelity that we have to Jesus and his word, our, our responsible actions and words, our, our care for each other and, and concern. That is the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost living in us. Today's noise is meant to wake us up to what is within through the power of the Holy Spirit Jesus in us today we go from from noise noisy words to to speech and word that pass on wisdom that words that offer comfort words that speak of hope that proclaim faith and above all words that find their fulfillment and communicating Christ's love Jesus's love it is love that is that is in the heartbeat of Jesus's words. It is it is love that caused creation and it is love dwelling in us and around us that sustains the world and transforms it until it is all a place where God is dwelling with his holy spirit. Yes, the holy spirit of the Lord fills the whole world and all that is within it. I want to close by a blessing inspired by the gospel of John chapter 14, verse 27. So may the advocate God's Holy spirit sent in Jesus's name, teach you and remind you of Jesus's words. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Christ's peace go with you. Christ's peace that the world cannot take away. Be with you. Christ's peace and the Spirit's presence 
remain with you always. Amen, and God bless.